having a green cover in their immediate vicinity improves their health and well-being. Hello and welcome to the season 2 of Understanding the Future. I am your host Punit Gandhi and Climate Centre for Cities is excited to bring to you a podcast about the future of work in the field of climate change, urban development, sustainability and innovation. We will talk to experts working on ground as well as in the top management of government and non-governmental organisations to better understand how the field looks like in future. This will help us in preparing to enable climate actions as well as gauge the type of skill sets and jobs that would be required in future to solve complex challenges. If you are listening to it for the first time, do tune into Season 1. Hello and welcome to the Season 2 of Understanding the Future. I'm your host, Punit Gandhi, and today we have with us Dr. P.K. Joshi. He is the professor at the School of Environmental Sciences at the Jawaharlal Nehru University. He is also chairperson for Special Center for Disaster Research, and by training, he is a landscape ecologist. He uses remote sensing GIS for research related to environmental sciences. Today in the podcast, he will help us better understand the topic of urban forests. Welcome to the show, Dr. Joshi. Well, thank you. Thank you, Punit Gandhi. Indeed, it is a pleasure to be here and interact with you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So let's start our conversation with understanding what is forest and what is different about urban forests. Well, forest, ecologically, if we try to define it, you know, it is more of a natural landscapes which are full of trees, under canopies, shrubs, herbs, climbers, and whole range of life forms, including wildlife, which, you know, uh, pre, uh, which exist in these natural landscapes. So they provide habitat to different kinds of life forms. And uh, unlike, you know, natural forests, urban forests are more on, uh, of a man-made kind of ecosystems, which could be defined as, you know, like networks or systems which are comprising of woodlands, it could be group of trees or even individual trees which are located in urban or peri-urban areas. So uh, these broadly people call them as urban forest, but these could be forest, street trees, trees in the parks, gardens, and also trees uh, which are of you know great concern to human beings and they preserve them for many of the uh, you know beliefs and services. But if I go with a more of a pragmatic sense, to me, you know, urban forest is an ecological feature which provides an opportunity to the inhabitants of urban areas to come closer to nature and to have, you know, provisions to take maximum benefit out of this naturalness. And that is what I believe urban forest could be. Absolutely. But so from my understanding, I always thought it was a congregation of all trees together and I would never imagine a street where trees are there that would be considered as forest as well. So I'm, I'm then assuming that there is nothing sort of that, okay, this is the density of trees that should be there. Or is there something on those lines as well that come up when we are looking or defining forests in general? When we look at, you know, when we do inventory of forest specifically, okay. like in country, Forest Survey of India dwells into that. So yeah. they define forest 
with a legal definition come uh, ecological definition wherein they try to look into density classes to further classify their forest as very dense median dense and open which is respectively more than 70% 42 to 70% and 10 to 40% but to okay. best of my knowledge when we are using this for urban forests uh, yeah. most of the time we really don't go, uh, go into that rather there is a term which exists which is called as tree resource outside forest or tree outside forest so okay. if it is in the vicinity of urban areas so that yeah. is essentially urban okay that's that's uh, very interesting and new information for me so uh, happy to start with that so when we are looking at it they surely like urban forest and especially on the ecological terms do help just the density or trees in general help any urban area achieve lot of different benefits including water harvesting your cooling of just urban area especially with all the concretization that happens so how do we make sure that these remain as it is or let me put it in the other format that when we are talking about urban forest uh, where do we put them in the picture do we make sure that they are congregated together or are they specially uh, at different spots also they are still more helpful than not having them at all okay see uh, when particularly we are talking about urban forest i will put it as a juxtapose or interspersed with urban fabric the tree cover or the vegetation cover which is yep. somewhere interspersed with the urban fabric so you might get a very scattered kind of distribution but yep. as a city planner one might look into a designated site wherein green cover has to be taken care of it could yep. be garden it could be you know biodiversity parks which are coming in urban areas so yep. uh, instead of having a interspersed kind of thing or a mosaic of uh, urban fabric and green cover they designate a special location for that so depending on nature uh, or the purpose for which you are cultivating or maintaining urban forest or urban yeah. green cover so that may vary um, so uh, i would prefer having it with a very close interspersed a uh, mosaic within you know uh, the concrete areas which can okay. provide some locations wherein soil sealing is not there and you know my vegetation is able to interact with the underground features as well true true i i do agree with that and uh, but then coming to the biodiversity park and everything now because they are man made uh, don't they take up much more resources how how does that function because you are trying to curate the whole ecosystem from the beginning okay you know uh, being a landscape ecologist i will try putting it in the perspective of scales okay. you know when when you are looking at a ecosystem ecosystem yeah. can have at different scales so hmm. for me a tree which is habitat for many of the other life forms which often yeah. gets unnoticed that forms a very small ecosystem with a relationship of biotic or biotic factors so yeah. uh, in that sense uh, in in these green covers they are they are providing that kind of you know uh, opportunity to to yeah. have interaction of different kind of life forms specifically when you look at parks or biodiversity parks so they are uh, are these designated spaces but 
they do interact with many of the abiotic factors as well which okay. are part of urban centers you know like mm -hmm. clean air or maybe um, uh, temperature maybe rainfall so uh, we we don't see it as if they are in a close affinity because of the borders yeah. but over the land atmosphere interaction they play a very important role in terms of services so i see them as a component of urban areas okay uh, yeah that's that's a very interesting uh, because for me as a layman would put it i would always see like this is very nice that i have now a biodiversity park where i can actually go and relax because that would be one of the most quietest places in the city otherwise unknown to us uh, also specifically goes with gardens and everything as well which helps us in well being and what all other factors do this forest cater to when we are looking at it from the urban perspective then okay you know in a very economic perspective we try to find out the prime symbols of effectiveness of a say city or a um, urban area but uh, i would always try to get into something invisible values which are of equal importance or uh, which should be part of city governance as well so yeah. uh, there could be some set of material benefits which one expects to get from these urban forests but how is about you know recreation sense of well being having a yeah. educational value of greenery around yourself or even landscape enhancement plus those which could be um, put into tangible forms of climate modification human comfort uh, comfort and energy budgets which are uh, very much uh, talked yeah. about when you are talking about buildings but if you have a green cover nearby to you your entire energy budget equation changes then noise reduction erosion control you know which often goes unnoticed for a urban dweller uh, yeah. and all together the concept of watershed management so that is what these things give us and, and for me these are often invisible to urban dwellers and those need to be taken account of true i i, I do agree i do agree that uh, obviously most of the times whenever you go to a big city uh, let's say bombay as well, delhi somehow has much more green cover than most of the metro cities but let's say bombay the prices of houses near sanjay gandhi national park would be much higher just because that is the case but now how, how do we balance out this development with forest because your prices are high because forests are nearby but because you want more price over there and you want to construct more you encroach more forest so how can that be balanced out how can that be made sure that that does not happen well you know i will slightly derive from the example which you quoted when you look at ncr and real estate in ncr so at one point of time noida dwarka gurgaon these were not preferred location in terms of green cover south yeah. delhi or southex was appreciated more because of having the you know green cover in its close vicinity and within the urban forms so yeah. uh, so that that affects even if green cover is within but again coming back to your comment when you have a green cover and nearby real estate is getting you know enhanced so we need to make sure that even if you know 
there is a need come necessity of having some um, settlements, urban areas. It should maintain a balance with green cover in the sense, if you invest one unit dollar, say, for example, uh, in green cover, it, it returns back to you in the order of four to six US dollars. That is a benchmark across the world. And for very specifically for tropical countries, it is much more important. So uh, maintaining green cover and urban fabric balance in such a way that you are able to get some services or at least desired services from green cover for sure. And once you lose it, you welcome all different type of hazards. You know, urban flooding is one known thing in Mumbai and parts yeah. of Delhi as well. And if you see, and these are the locations wherein you don't see much of the green cover. So uh, that kind of balancing has to be done. Sure. And that you, you specifically mentioned that tropical area needs more of such forest. What is the reason for that? It is more because of the degree of humidity, the degree of temperature, the, the kind of relationship with land atmosphere interaction has, which is okay. slightly different in temperate areas or even the polar regions where, you know, you, you get to see lower temperature by virtue of its location uh, on the earth and also because of snow cover and those kind of features. Okay. Okay. So the tropical area basically have more forest than normal as well as tropical area needs more forest is more of a, how the earth has been developed. I'm, I'll just put it that way. Okay. That's, that's very interesting information. So while we are developing such things, what are the, some of the do's and don'ts that we are so developing trees or putting trees in any ecosystem is also not always preferred. Uh, you don't want an alien species uh, in that ecosystem. So how do we make sure that such kind of things are not there? Generally, does a city have certain guidelines or how does it, what is the case scenario on those lines? Okay, you know, again, uh, the, the research which has come in urban forest and while developing urban forest, the care which should be taken is more about, you know, endemic species. We should try looking at the species which are very local specific. But because it is an urban forest, many a times you might not be able to do that always. You might like to have some ornamental plants, some exotic species uh, to, yeah. to bring a urbaneness to that. So while doing it, you have to select the species which can coexist with the endemic species you know so selection of that species is a, a very important pathway while developing the urban forest but again uh, many a times when we talk to urban dwellers on that so people feel as if by planting a tree you uh, one has done everything for generating urban forest but it is an ecosystem uh, that i will again emphasize upon you know you need a substratum you need a platform where that tree that tree or group of trees can grow well. So it means you need to have suitable grass, you need to have suitable shrubs and okay. other kind of facilities uh, related to soil and irrigation, which can ensure that growth takes in a, in a fashion in which natural succession takes place. So that okay. end of the day, when it is coming to a stable state, which generally we call it as a climax state, so it is able to balance out with the pioneer ones and the ones which have come in intermediate stages. So it needs a baby care kind of thing. Uh, at yeah. each stage of development, 
you need to look very closely what kind of changes are happening over there and then try to you know bring in species which can play much more uh, important role for the overall growth of the forest so yeah. that successional stages need to be monitored okay uh, so before we get into the what we are actually discussing i would like to go a bit more into basics of so when we are talking about forest we are talking about the grass uh, at the bottom then shrubs or small trees and then the big trees and then comes the your animal species and everything so can you can you explain in brief how each of them help each other out in the ecosystem so that we have a more clarity of thought on those lines okay see ecosystem is all game of energy and matter okay yeah so energy is sunlight energy are the nutrients which are coming from uh, soil energy is something which is coming from water so when you have these multiple species uh, multiple habits i will call them grass yeah. shrubs herbs and trees they play a very cooperative role you know tiger has tiger has written a poem on forest and it calls it as a democratic space wherein trees provide enough opportunity uh, to sunlight to go down onto the grasses so that kind of you know architecture is established so that energy and matter can in a very harmonious or symbiotic manner it can move around within and these you know individuals or actors of your urban forest so uh, that way one should be able to understand it that's that's a very interesting way to put it because yeah it's eventually uh, when we look at it from science perspective it is all energy and matter uh, and <laughs> that is where i'm yeah. assuming somewhere closely uh, e is equal to mc square would also be coming into the picture <laughs> i guess <laughs> uh, that's that's very interesting uh so do you uh, so now coming to something on the line that do we have an understanding of generally what is the forest cover of cities that we look at it in indian perspective and what should be the ideal case scenario of uh, forest cover in any city do we have such studies uh, around those lines yes i understand it is with respect to per capita you know okay. uh, i'm i'm forgetting the exact value but i believe who and unicef has uh, given some constants with respect okay. to tree cover per capita and okay. uh, we had um, uh, done a study uh, again in delhi there are some of the wards wherein you have this as per matching the requirements as defined by who and unicef okay. there are certain pockets where it uh, probably it is um, uh, i'm very sorry uh, that number no i am missing no problem that's okay i i, I was just curious and i was like okay uh, do we have certain basic things that we are looking at it when we are developing cities because as a uh, i'm not a planner but when you are planning the urban development certain things also needs to be considered while taking into account development uh, so yeah and then uh, so government also took out a very interesting mission of uh, developing 200 number ones can you highlight a bit on that and what is it about well it was in the recent world environment day uh, which was 
5th june 2020 when you know entire world was celebrating world environment day for biodiversity uh, yeah. which uh, was spoken as a immediate and urgent concern yeah. india took a you know uh, a subset of that and uh, ministry of environment forest and climate change focused yeah. on nagar vans and it called it urban forest uh, which was the official theme of environment day for country so here in you know uh, somewhere in uh, uh, 5 years back there was one experimental plot which was done in pune uh, roughly with a 40 hectare, uh, acres of land wherein forest was developed in a given time of 5 years with somewhere around you know 6000 uh, more uh, species were looked around and some local you know small ponds were created taking that as a success story and a lesson ministry of environment forest and climate change basically announced that the country will be having a program of nagar one urban forest aiming to develop 200 urban forest across the country in the next 5 years yeah. and, and this timeline was decided based on the experience which was there and the good thing is here you know government is looking forward to scheme Uh, which enforces people's participation and collaboration between and with forest department municipal bodies ngos even corporates so mm. uh, you know uh, uh, through csr you know some kind of funds will be diverted so in totality it is looking for any forest land in a city or vacant land which could be converted into green cover that is what it is calling as uh, urban forest or uh, nagar one so that is a program which uh, government has started okay so have they like marked that okay this uh, proportionally this much area in every city should be converted or at least this much area in any city should be converted into forest how how is that objective uh, uh, aligned yeah those numbers are not out yet because okay. um, we we actually don't know that that we very firm but we do understand that in many of the cities or in their surroundings there yeah. are either some forest lands which are without trees or some other vacant lands which are yeah. relatively you know um, available for afforestation activities okay. um, so those will be utilized to generate urban forest okay and uh, so okay and currently uh, those 200 have been selected or are under the process of selection uh, 200 cities Uh, those are under process of selection, process of selection. Uh, not all 200s are yet earmarked okay and i'm assuming they will give some kind of uh, compensation in form of either planting trees or so making sure that there is enough water availability or something from the municipal corporation that might be the clause yeah yes in fact you know uh, there is an act which is called as campa act it is okay. compensatory afforestation fund caf act which was there in 2016 so okay. that provides you enough opportunity to use finances for the kind of things which you are referring to so okay. it says that uh, a good amount of campa fund will be utilized for this activity uh, okay. so that irrigation and if municipalities have to be strengthened or if any kind of hand holding has to be carried out at city level to ensure uh, this program goes in a direction anticipated direction so uh, campa fund will be used 
before. Okay. Can can you give a brief about that uh, Campa Fund or Campa Act as well? See, for us to understand what all things are involved in this that act. Uh, well, you know, uh, in this uh, compensatory afforestation scheme, it was referring to that any time if there is any land conversion which will be taking place yeah. or different kind of development activities if your forest land is diverted for non-forest purposes such as mining industry you know uh, highways and those kind of things so the yeah. user agency which is there it will be paying for planting forest over an equal area of non-forest land so okay. uh, when such land is not available so twice the area of degraded land which which will be a result of that equivalent to that kind of amount will be given so and that is a handsome money you know and yeah. it was underutilized in spite of all good intentions so i believe with this nagar one uh, this fund will be utilized in a much more meaningful and productive way okay that that makes sense that makes it more progressive on the line that okay there is a bit of development also taking place but at the same time uh, yes we are losing out on the aged trees but uh, more plants can come up over the next 5 to 10 years that's that's very interesting so generally when we are talking about afforestation on those lines and outskirts the development what we are seeing is either those would generally be either agriculture land for any city or a forest land is there anything where uh, what would as we are expanding our boundaries and the penetration of cities or expansion of cities gets higher what is the major conflict over there that either to go for agricultural land or to go for forest land for the development purposes well uh, most of the time you know uh, if if you look at any any system per se you have uh, settlements you have beyond settlements you have agriculture lands then you have fringes fringes of forest and then you have forest so yes. most of the time what people do is they convert the nature of agriculture land onto commercial land this yes. is what is happening across the country and even in many of the developing countries so yes. first the land has to be converted from agriculture land to commercial or all purpose land so that conversion takes place and in those lands you get to see in your uh, uh, expansion of settlements and these things are taking place but you have a very clear cut pocket of fringe areas also which are vacant lands and uh, many a times these are with revenue departments or these are the lands which are under conflict between revenue and forest departments but because there are no trees no forest uh, by by structure yeah. so those lands are also taken in for urbanization kind of purposes like if you move towards faridabad gurgaon so you will you will get to see many of the agriculture areas have been converted to that but there were bands of fringe fringes which have also been taken up for such type of activities yeah okay and uh, i i do believe over here that the shifting a bit again uh, a city like delhi has good amount of uh dedicated forest reserves as well uh, so there is jahapana there is uh sanjaywan and these are already good amount of pockets of forest while not every city has those things and they do suffer because of that how can those cities because already the urban expansion has happened a lot and now you can't develop forest within those boundaries 
how can those cities develop such kind of areas where they can still benefit from such uh, you know activities or just cooler environment nothing more than that well for this the concept of vertical forest has come into picture okay. wherein you know on the terraces and all the all along the buildings people are you know carving out green cover and, and that is um, called as vertical forest there are plenty of examples from milan and uh, vienna and some other parts of the world um, yeah, some of the like sydney you know in Aust australia yeah wherein people have developed on the top of the building uh, as a terraced forest or even along the building you know uh, the vertical green cover is coming up okay. if you see in delhi in uh, yeah. in some of the hotels you know in the yeah. outer walls of those hotels they have created some kind of mechanism wherein green cover could be enhanced True. so wherein uh, the settlement is very dense so yeah. this could be one of the equipped uh, manner in which you know green cover could be increased so the concept of uh, green, um, vertical forest is selling very well and people okay. are in getting to that okay but yeah they they have uh, picked up a lot especially i think with metros as well because people have resisted seeing to those concrete pillars everywhere uh, and they want some more greenery on the road than that so what are the other kinds of product or technology that is coming up in this sector which is worth looking for in the future i i believe also from the lines of gis i i think that would be a very major component here so either for planting of forest or mapping of forest what all kinds of new technologies that are coming up in this region well one of the things which people are looking at is you know uh, there is a rise in ambient temperature uh, which is called as urban heat island phenomena so yeah. using uh, techniques of remote sensing many a times people try to you know map those things identify the hot spots and based on that they try to carry out certification wherein open spaces could be identified to compensate or to at least minimize um, uh, that impact of you know ambient air temperature so uh, therein technology is being used another thing is when you um, map the food, building footprints you are able to map the rooftops and identify the areas wherein potentially green cover could be uh or green cover exercise could be carried out because you know uh, we don't have a very uniform kind of structures hmm. when we look at you have very rough things in terms of the build, the uh, high rise buildings and all so identifying the locations wherein better amount of solar energy will be available and better yeah. way green cover could be uh, so uh, in those fronts people are using uh, surveying tools right from remote sensing uh, to on to the ground kind of surveying technologies and I, along with this um, there are a group of people who are more interested on to identifying the species which can grow very fast and which can provide you know better services Uh, yeah. uh, while while competing with other set of species so from a ecological perspective looking at different environmental envelopes people try to assess these things also so that uh, the the, uh, the purpose could be served in a very progressive manner you know location 
where it could be done and you have ready-made solution which species are suitable to these locations. So such type of operational come, you know, professional activities are being carried out, which are enhancing the market of urban forest. It is a commercial word now, you know, uh, people are interested to have green cover in their immediate vicinity. So yeah. they, they call people from um, urban planners, architects, or even from uh, ecological come environmental backgrounds to advise on what could be done in the faster rates. So that okay. is there. Okay, that's, that's very interesting. I have two questions on this line. First is, so while we are commercially, if this is becoming a market, should we see like more and more forests coming up now? Because apart from what uh, the government is doing, because uh, the idea is that if you see just more green cover, it's better to watch. And if people are paying for it, uh, there is some kind of cost factor that has come into picture, which makes it viable uh, for people to pick it up as well. Right? Well, uh, to, to best of my understanding, uh, in most of the metros, the urban dwellers have understood the fact that, you know, having a green cover in their immediate vicinity improves their health and well-being. Yeah. This is a clear-cut underlining um, understanding with urban dwellers. And in any of the forms, these urban forests are the spaces or places which can help us manage our, you know, mental health, improve our physical health. So that those kind of norms are well understood among the urban dwellers. So, yeah. uh, so looking at this kind of you know opportunity which is over there in in terms yeah. of demand. So research has actually indicated that by increasing the canopy cover in neighborhood by around ten percent, one can very nicely create safe walkable spaces. And it can, you know, reduce obesity to the order of 20%. This is, oh, wow. I, I'm quoting these numbers from the research findings. So okay. when you have these kind of quantitative, you know, uh, outcomes based yeah. on scientific research. So then people are actually very much interested to go for such kind of, uh, you know, opportunities. That's, that's a very nice uh, number to have, like uh, with 10% of trees as well if this could be the health impact not just uh, mentally but physically as well that's a huge advantage or win for a lot of communities uh, another question that was there uh, on the follow-up was so uh, i come from a background of uh, renewable energy and specifically solar installations and we used to have one of them like not a lot of people would understand but the major issue with installation of solar on rooftop was shadows. Uh, so that is, is that a problem for growth of forest in urban or vertical forest per se? Because that would create an area or patch where there would not be any plants and the other area where there will be a lot many more plants. Great. You know, there is a difference between physics-based approaches and nature-based approaches. When you yeah. talk about these solar panels, they yeah. have a limitation, uh, um, uh, you know, the part of the roof which uh, doesn't have fairly good amount of solar energy and which remains under shadow for slightly good amount of time throughout the day are not suitable for you. But for yeah. the nature-based solutions, there is an wind, there is an uh, window of opportunity because there are some of the species 
which are not sun loving okay you know <laughs> they, they can grow under shades so uh, this is the opportunity area wherein such type of species could be grown so you remember i i talked about site suitability or identifying yes. selecting the species which could be grown so somewhere i was referring to this when i said about environmental envelopes so there could okay. be sun loving plants there could be shade loving plants so okay. if if for any reason if half of the roof is under shadow that could be taken up by the shade loving plants so nature provides you all these kind of you know and jig opportunities and enhance and use the best of the thing which is around i guess that uh, that only applies when the person doing it is also as educated as this because sometimes it's just uh, as when you're doing business you understand certain things where you know it's it's simple uh, science it's not too complicated but at least the awareness about different things makes it much more important that okay you can plant two different types of species over there uh in fact i will i will just add to this you know uh, one is what you said uh, having a awareness or local knowledge those kind of thing but what we are seeing with urban dwellers is it is more of a attitude that mm. once they get into this that i i wish to carry out such kind of things whole range of literature over internet or other kind of you know blogs come services yeah. and people are sharing their experiences mm. and uh, through these uh, social networking websites and other kind of platforms so there is a there is an opportunity of learning unlearning and relearning the things based on yeah. your own experiments or based on experiences of people which you are networked with so uh, i i see more of a attitude which is changing and people are you know getting into that degree of awareness come knowledge to apply these things okay. it is there and would you also say that the uh, the new concept of urban farming also falls under this uh, forest itself or at least vertical farming and things that comes up uh, on the top of rooftop uh, well uh, when we look into the concept of forest so uh, then the urban forest which is there on land that directly feeds into hmm. there is another exercise by government of india only on ecological restoration because it has committed somewhere around 2.5 to 3 billion tons of carbon dioxide equivalent kind of investment uh, yeah. in paris agreement uh, um, so to to meet those government is looking for such kind of you know newer uh forests which are coming up or supporting or enhancing such type of initiatives so hmm. all tree covers even beyond forest and also including urban forest those are somewhere being getting accounted for that mitigating climate change uh, plus the rooftop ones and there are some of the examples wherein people are taking or trying to account their efficiencies in terms of carbon sequestration so yep. uh, if there are numbers which are making a significant difference so those will also be taken care uh, within the you know broader definition of forest however what you see vertically along the you know buildings and all i i am not very sure about those but i feel people might be interested to look into uh, you know the the uh, the services they are providing and trying to quantify those Uh, that may happen any time okay 
Okay. And coming to one of the uh, last questions that we uh, so, uh, generally ask everyone is on the lines that if we want to enter this field, uh, what are the kind of skill sets we are looking for? Like either mapping forest or planting forest in any urban or non-urban areas, I'll put it. I won't limit it to urban areas. What kind of skill sets are we looking for? See, there are courses on urban development. There are courses on landscape management. There are courses on environmental studies and sciences and natural resource management. So the, the kind of urbanization which is taking place globally and which is expected yeah. to take place in another two decades. So everybody is talking about you know, urban ecosystems. Yeah. So now there, there are courses related to urban ecosystems and which are covering you know, these sub details looking things from an ecological perspective, looking things from a planning perspective, and looking things from a geography perspective, so that yeah. uh, integrated understanding could be developed. So uh, these programs which I listed, these are in many of the universities in the country and elsewhere also, which are talking about urban ecosystem management, wherein these tools of remote sensing, GIS, surveying, and uh, knowledge of ecology, environment, and also you know, plantation, these kind of things are the built-in component, which yeah. makes one much better aware of the whole business of urban forestry. And, and then uh, might get into, you know, somewhere understanding both physiological and sociological needs while contributing to the economic well-being of uh, urban societies. So yeah. these courses are somewhere... Uh, you know, filling the gap of capacity which is needed for enhancing these things. Okay, that's that's great to know. I hope people who are interested in such kind of work can pursue those things and uh, make a difference. Uh, if I have missed out of any point and you would like to cover it, uh, please go ahead. Uh, well, you have talked about everything, but you know, and the, the word which we are living in, the uh, we have a very a complex social fabric. So there are many of the insecurities also, social insecurities, which are there. So many a times people see urban forest as one of the, you know, uh, threats to those kind of things. Uh, mm -hmm. if, if you get a degree of wilderness around. So mm -hmm. I would just like to tell the audience that there is nothing of that kind, you know, urban forests are purely more managed landscapes. If you, if you get to see any animal or if you get to see any kind of threat to human safety or um, uh, so those things are just myths which are moving around urban forest. Otherwise, with a good participatory approach, these can provide you wide range of ecosystem services, including your cultural services, religious services, as well as meeting the needs of you know, societies otherwise. That's true. That's I, I'll agree with that point. Thank you so much, Dr. Joshi. Uh, this surely was a very interesting talk for me because not coming from the field, it's always fun to understand field from people who are already in the in the field. Thank you so much. Many thanks. It was indeed a pleasure talking to you. You have been listening to Understanding the Future podcast. To know more about Climate Center for Cities, check out our website 
www.niua.org/c-q The show is conceptualized produced and edited by Punit Gandhi senior associate at CQ You can now subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel which can be accessed through the credits Also don't forget to follow us on our social media for more updates Do share your reviews with us and help us spread the podcast to your friends and colleagues Do write to us if you would be interested in learning about any specific topics Thank you and stay tuned for our next episode